Salutations, stranger. This is M speaking, and you're listening to Uptown Girl. Hello, party people. We are back with episode two. I'm your host, M, <laughs> and you're listening to Uptown Girl. So, um, Let's just start off and break the ice with the Real Housewives of New Jersey premiere that aired, ooh, I think it was like last week now. Um, I'm excited, you know, with the fact that, you know, Salt Lake City OC is, you know, currently airing right now. I was really excited about Orange County just because Heather was going to be back, you know, she was one of the old timers you'd say and she just got really annoying really fast um so I was like I knew that New Jersey is gonna bring it consistently and let me tell you this first episode did not let us down I thought it was pretty cute um yeah that's all I have to say I think it was a great first episode in how it's going to start off the season very strong and we'll get to that later apart from that um you know we have a new friend of housewives um i think it's melissa's friend tiki barber's wife i think i don't even have the time to search up her name at the moment i'm kind of blanking but you know she's okay i feel like she is kind of now an alliance with Melissa and Jackie and Marge. And, you know, when Jen walks in to Teresa's party, you know, at the very end, I kind of felt bad for her. I felt like a lot of people were icing her out. Um, She only has her alliances with Teresa and Dolores. Um, But, you know, it was even sad to hear her mention how Teresa and Dolores are not as close as Melissa, Jackie, and Marge are. And that was really, really interesting to hear. But the bombshell of that party was Marge basically calls her out about not being honest and basically says to the whole party, but talking to Jen, because obviously she's loud, um, is that, you know, Bill had cheated with an office manager and that's why he had left his previous job and Jen god bless her states that it's not an office manager no 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 honey it's the pharmaceutical rep which I felt like she really took control of the situation instead of feeling embarrassed or acting any other sort of type of way I thought it was a really good move on her part and to me it's quite confusing how Marge you know, is calling her out on this. Like, don't pretend you're so happy when you got cheated on this amount of years ago. And to me, that's a really shady move. I don't understand why she is doing that except to just create drama. And it kind of reminds me of Beverly Hills, you know. I feel like they do this a lot in Beverly Hills. When they're like, you're not being honest, just say it. I think it happened like with Denise and I feel like Marge was like kind of doing that but this is like a sensitive subject you know where 
a family and kids are involved and it sucks. And Jen, I think, had done an interview recently where, you know, she discusses that, I think Gabriella maybe, I can't remember. One of her kids was on TikTok. Someone had posted a TikTok about cheating allegations and, you know, her daughter commented like, that's not true. She told her mom about it because she was super happy about her, you know, defending her family. And Jen told her to take down the comment. And maybe in like a couple of days or so, she explained to each one of her children, each and every one of her children, that this was true. Um, Bill was there with her to address it. And hearing stuff like that and hearing how she, you know, handled the situation, to me, is like super commendable because I feel like it really fleshes out her quote-unquote character. Because... Honestly, to me, when she started out, she was super annoying to me. She just kind of got on my nerves. And not only that, sometimes housewives can kind of get boxed into like a character archetype. Um, They're just kind of this caricature of like who they're supposed to be. Case in point, like case in point, like Sonya Morgan, you know, she just kind of blabs on about anything. She drinks a lot. And she's kind of ditzy, when in reality, Sonia is said to be super, super smart. And then you have Ramona, you know, kind of the same archetype of like this cuckoo, crazy eyes lady. And then I think it kind of goes down the line, you know, when you look at each franchise, I feel like each housewife kind of plays a role, plays a part, has like a character. But I feel like Jen really went, I think, above and beyond. You know, this is her job. And really kind of showing that She is more than what, you know, not only what she portrays to be on the show, but what we typecast her as. She's not just the surgeon's wife who stays at home and, like, loves to buy Chanel. You know, I feel like now she becomes more than that. And she, to me, she seems very smart and emotionally intelligent in this situation with the whole cheating scandal with Bill. Next thing I want to kind of get into is the fight with Gia and Joe, which I think it was kind of blown out of proportion. Um, So I'm going to have to kind of get on both of their sides. I felt like Gia was not mumbling under her breath, talking about, you know, what Joe had did with their father. And I feel like Joe was also, Joe Gorga was you know, kind of in the right, you know, he's defending their family. And, you know, he has these opinions about Joe Judice, but they're kind of like, correct. Now, what kind of threw me in as a loop is coming from like a conservative family, a conservative immigrant family. I don't know how I would have ever gotten away with talking to an uncle like that. And she wasn't disrespectful at all. She was very mature and adult-like. But I feel like even then, you know, even saying, like, please don't talk down to me, I feel like, at least in my family, it can be seen as, like, why are you talking like that? You're like a child. So I feel like the intention was right, but I kind of would have to agree with Joe. It kind of came from left field. She was almost talking as if she was, like, a housewife. I don't know. It was, it's kind of interesting and weird at the same time. 
Um, so yeah, let's see how, you know, this week's episode goes and hopefully we can kind of see Jen fight back a little bit more. And speaking of Jen, I was seeing a lot of comments about her nose and she addresses her nose that it was healing. It kind of looked wonky in that, you know, first episode, but to me, it looked fine. As long as you got to remember that the swelling has to go down. I feel like people are being really, really hard on her. Um, so yeah, that's where we stand on that. And we can't wait. We as an I. <laughs> and now getting into Orange County, I can't say that I've been watching religiously just because it's gotten a little bit snooze fest for me. But I think the last episode that I had, you know, left off on was they had gone to like Cabo or Mexico um, there was a situation at the sweat lodge where Noella had like passed out. She was like breaking down. Um, and then at the very end, they have like a dinner where Heather basically calls out Noella for giving her bisexual child pornography. And, you know, Noella says, you know, Heather's white fragility, yada, yada, yada. It was really interesting for me. I mean, I'm not a mom. I can't really speak for a mom's perspective and, you know, how Heather felt about this gift being given to her child. But Cards Against Humanity, for one, is widely popular. You're not necessarily, you know, 18 and over and playing it. You know, people in high school play it. Um, not only that, you know, I feel like Noella had tried to explain that, you know, she just bought the gift on Amazon, just kind of gave it to Heather's kid and didn't really look into it. And if you're buying a gift from someone that you buy online, I mean, I'm not going to ruin the packaging and like try to vet out, you know, what's in it. If it was like a six-year-old, maybe I would be a little bit more careful, but you know, people kind of just slip up. And I think Noella didn't really truly, you know, apologize to Heather because A, I feel like she feels like everybody's already kissing Heather's ass. And B, I don't know, I feel like Heather just has like a very hoity-toity vibe. And I would totally feel the same way. It's like, here's your apology, just take it and I'm not going to say it again. Um, and I feel like if she maybe had like a closer connection to Heather like she does with Shannon, maybe she would have tried to give a little bit more effort when apologizing to Heather. But honestly, I don't know how I'm really feeling about Heather this season. The thing is, the majority of the people, that the wives in this cast, are just kind of in awe of her money, her status, and are really like up her butt. And why she was so entertaining in previous seasons is... You know, she was going against the likes of Kelly Dodd. You know, Tamara was there. And you had these very volatile people who really didn't give a F about, you know, Heather's house and her business room with the podcast and her face all over it. It's super weird. But, yeah, and I feel like we need a very strong antagonist to go against Heather or else this whole season is just going to be everybody kissing up to her and that's not going to make good television. Now, kind of straying away from Orange County, the new season or this season, 
is a previous housewife that was on there, Elizabeth Vargas, as you guys may have heard. Really, really sad. Um, I think this last week there were police officers or maybe even the SWAT team at our house in Newport Beach. A new ex-boyfriend was trying to extort her. Um, he, like, barricaded himself along with her in the house was I think even threatening to kill her or like you know she's not making it out of the house alive and huge ordeal it was reported by TMZ now though she's safe and out of there but oh my gosh so scary for one I feel like she's been through a lot and I just cannot believe that you know something like this is happening to her but also I heard that this ex-boyfriend of hers wasn't the one that we saw on the show it was like someone else maybe even younger um so yeah, I feel really, really bad for her. But the scumbag of the day, I guess Kelly Dodd had posted this on her Twitter or something of like um, Elizabeth's like street or the beach pier where her house is like in front of and like kind of like reported that it's closed off. And it's just really weird that Kelly would do that. I feel like she's kind of itching to be in the spotlight or continue to be in the spotlight when really Kelly... We're kind of tired of you at this point. Please take a back seat. Next up on our docket, we have Summer House. I'm just going to touch on season four because I'm, you know, rewatching or finishing up season four, but I'm also simultaneously watching the newest season. And we'll get into that later. But I'm at the episode where they're kind of debating on kicking out Jordan and Jules or one or the other. And that is the most confusing part to me. So I thought that, you know, when you are on the show and you're staying in the house, you're like kind of like a cast member. And I wouldn't really say like, oh, sorry, I think um, you might have heard something from outside. Sorry about that. But um, gosh, where is my train of thought? Was that you're friends with like the main group and then you're also like a cast member so hannah had brought jules in and my dog and trash cans are in the background but oh my god i cannot even think um so i thought you can't really get kicked out or like people in the house cannot kick you out like just the same as like housewives, you know, like they can't just have like a little vote in a room and say like, hey, let's kick this person out. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. But the fact that Hannah brought in Jules as a friend to the show, does that make, does that mean she's like not a real cast member? Because like they voted to kick her and Jordan out. It just doesn't make any sense because she has a room in the house. I just don't really see how that's possible. I didn't actually get to the point where, you know, they kick her out, but they were talking about it, and it's just really confusing to me. But I feel like it kind of gives me, like, I hate to say the word, I don't know, like, dictatorship vibes, how, like, a main group of people can just kick out someone who kind of is living in the house with them not really causing any problems if anybody knows tell me please now for this newest season we left off on 
the last episode where I think Craig is like gaslighting Paige for, you know, listening to Lindsay. I guess apparently Lindsay had told Paige that Craig had been sleeping with Kristen Cavallari. Now, the weirdest thing to me is, you know, Sierra and Maya are sticking up for Paige at this point as he's like yelling about blah, 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 blah. But she runs to his room and they're like face-to-face sitting as if they're gossiping about this. We don't get to see, you know, what they're going to air this week. She's like crying at some point, but it's just weird how that's her first reaction is to kind of just like run to his room. And I feel like Paige, she projects this sort of like bad bitch persona mentality, but it kind of... I have a hard time understanding why she's with Craig. I haven't really, you know, fully watched um, Southern Charm, but to me, he doesn't really seem like that guy that, you know, you'd really want to end up with, aside from a fling. Now, I don't know their relationship. I don't know how things are going to look like, you know, in this season, but right now in that episode, you know, just catching a glimpse of him doing that, it's just really suspect. So, let's see. Moving on from the Bravo universe, we're going to get back into, I guess, the real world. Um, Apparently, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott have welcomed a new baby boy. Very exciting. Um, I think people were trying to guess the name or people are trying to see, like, if she's putting out hints. Let me just read you some of the names that they put in this E! News picture comment situation they were saying that you know she's gonna name him astro world or astronomy with an eye like what on earth some people are saying hurricane you know because you have big sister stormy i heard valentine i don't know if that's real and then i heard the word sunny i just don't know where that came from i don't know if it's that song that she sings rise and shine uh but who knows? We'll see if she, you know, finally drops an official reveal. Next up on our list is, um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it for pop culture news. I do want to bring up two movies, shows, movies that I heard that are coming out. So Cheaper by the Dozen, I guess, is getting a new remake in Disney+. Plus. Love that show. There's like a real Cheaper by the Dozen, I think, with like Hilary Duff. And then there's like a spinoff of Cheaper by the Dozen with like Dennis Quaid. Anyways, I love those kinds of movies, you know, where you have like a ginormous family and like they live in a house and the parents get together, like very Brady Bunch. I love it. But Gabrielle Union is going to be the mom. And then I think Zach Braff is going to be the dad. Love Gabrielle Union. Very weird partnership with Zach Braff. Definitely she would not be with him in real life. So I'm still excited to watch it, but interesting couple choice. The next movie that I wanted to bring up, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I've been seeing previews of it, but it's J-Lo's new movie with um, Owen Wilson. Also a weird movie coupling. Um, I think it's called Marry Me and it's supposed to come out in Valentine's Day, but I just cannot get into the premise of the, the movie 
And it's basically like she's supposed to be marrying this dude that she's been with who obviously got, got caught cheating on her. And I think he was supposed to like ask her or they were supposed to get married at like some sort of concert show. And then she's like super sad because it's like, oh my gosh, my boyfriend's cheating on me. I'm going to break up with him. And then she sees like a poster that Owen Wilson is like carrying and it says marry me. And then she's like, okay, let's get married. But my biggest like ick, I guess, with the trailer is she looks like she's playing herself. Like this is JLo. I don't know what her name is in the movie, but this is this is JLo. This is like extra diva, fabulous, you know, performer JLo. And it's like, what is the point of that? I don't understand. And so like the fact that she's playing like this like mega superstar singer to me is really weird. I feel like they kind of should have put an actress who is not a performer, like singer, a superstar as, you know, the lead. So I don't know. It's just this weird like inception moment that I feel like I'm having when I'm watching the trailer. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be a good movie. We'll see. I don't think I'm going to watch it, but maybe one day when I'm feeling, you know, super bored, I'll give it a try. So let us segue into a little bit more serious topics. As of this week, I made my first big girl adult purchase, which is a car. Now, mind you, you know, when I was 16, had my driver's learner's permit and, you know, was in high school and college, I was blessed enough to, you know, be able to borrow my parents' car and eventually, you know, they kind of bought me my own car. Now, I was like, I gotta like kind of size up, you know, the room of the car and I gotta get a new car. And let me tell you how much I overestimated my negotiating abilities or like my just like adult capable abilities but it did not go so well I got um screwed at the dealership I feel like everything I thought I should have done and I thought that I was going to do I didn't end up doing so I kind of felt childish I guess but now I know better Never go to a dealership alone. Always go with someone who's, I don't know, a little bit more experienced at buying cars than I did. I really either should have just brought my mom and dad together and they could have helped me out. But moral of the story is just because you're an adult, you know, it's always okay to ask for help for your parents, you know, to your parents. Just because sometimes you just can't do it alone. And that brings me to my next point. Um, I had a couple of resolutions that I had mocked up, you know, in December 2021 for this new year. I'm a big resolutions person. I've been doing it for a couple of years and I actually highly suggest it to you all just because, you know, it's kind of like that power of manifestation. You can't only think it or say it, you actually got to write it down. And what I love doing is writing it on my phone and basically anytime I resolve the resolution I just cross it off my list um and it's nice to kind of see it visually that you know you're kind of going down the list and actually achieving things that you thought you wouldn't have achieved um and I like to break it down I like having like lifetime goals and then also having your yearly resolution that I can kind of look at 
Um, one of them was buying a car, obviously, but you know, there's just been kind of other things like even creating this podcast was one and let me know if you guys create resolutions, but to me, the, the thing that's the hardest, I guess, about, you know, achieving your goal is getting started in the first place. And to me, you know, I'm working Monday to Friday at like my regular nine to five job. But you know, when it's the weekend, all I want to do is just sit in bed for like eight hours scrolling on my phone, when in actuality, I can use that time to, you know, achieve my goals. And that's why I have to tell you, you know, just mark it on your calendar for like tomorrow or this weekend, like, this is how I'm going to start to achieve my goals. This is step one. Like, I think one of my resolutions was to kind of have a creative hobby. So I bought paint. The paint was the hardest part, just like buying the paint and like going to the store. But at least now that I have it in my house, I can eventually get to it. Not that I haven't, I haven't yet, but eventually I'll get to it. So let me know what your guys' New Year's resolutions is. Um, we do have an Instagram if you guys want to, you know, send us a DM. Um, but follow us on Uptown Girl underscore podcast. Um, just kind of for more information on future episodes. If you want to comment anything, have any questions, maybe we'll read it out in this podcast. Have a good night, you guys.